Perhaps I was talking when I should have been listening. No matter what happens, you've got to hang on. Johnny, relax. Now you give him everything he wants, you understand? Now let's see what happens when we mix these two elements together. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you are now listening to the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome back to the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Today is season four, episode 14th, and the topic is the truth behind starting a business with friends of mine, Sophia and Emily. Starting off with Sophia, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me on, Hunter. My name is Sophia Chalet. I'm a senior in the entrepreneurship program here at Ball State. And my business is opening a breakfast cafe in Fishers, Indiana, where I grew up. That is 100% gluten and dairy free due to my food allergies. So I'm allergic to gluten and dairy and a bunch of other stuff. So just trying to build the dream and empire of opening my own brunch cafe. Thank you. And then how about you, Emily? Introduce yourself to the audience. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Hunter. Like Sophia, I'm also a senior in the same program. However, my business idea is to create a property redevelopment plan for my hometown of Warsaw, Indiana. Um, it's got that Midwest charm, and we have lots of great people. We have many lakes. We are the orthopedic capital of the world that draws a lot of um community members in however we don't have a lot of social environment locations for the community members so my plan is just to create or redevelop an empty building we have um, leasing it out to only small businesses no franchises having outdoor space that um, just creates that ambiance of gathering and just a safe place for people in the community to come and socialize sweet thank you guys for the introduction so Kind of jumping into the topic, uh, especially that we have been working together really closely the past two years, what is it like for you personally being in an, an ENT major, entrepreneurship major for the audience? Yeah. Can I move it up? Sure. Um, I'd say it's honestly a roller coaster of emotions. Like, I definitely feel very passionate being in this major. But there are times when I definitely have that self-doubt and I feel like the devil's creeping in my ear telling me that, you know, you're going to fail. Why are you doing this? You should have just stuck with, you know, a lower business uh, kind of major and not really um, do what I want, which is being an entrepreneur. I remember... um, being a freshman and making my four-year plan with not the advisor that we have now but the one that they kind of like give us when we're freshmen and she was saying um she asked me what major I wanted I said I want to be um in the entrepreneurship major and she was like oh no you you shouldn't pick that like you like no like we need to pick like a marketing or something more realistic (laughs) or honestly like a woman's kind of major yeah and I like was like kind of thrown because like first of all I was 18 I had already been so passionate about my business I knew I wanted to do this since I was 14 and it was kind of like a slap in the face and I'm very stubborn so when people tell me you yeah (laughs) me stubborn no yeah I think it just comes with the territory of having this food allergy and having to defend my business. I mean, we're all going to have to defend our business. But for me, I felt like I've had to up my game of defending it because 
there's nothing like this in the market but it was just going back it was just really crazy how she was like no like you're not going to be an entrepreneurship major and i was like lady this is my career like yeah yeah, put me down for entrepreneurship major and i've never changed it i've stuck with it um i honestly love it i think i think that we are really blessed with some great professors in this major that have 100 percent only wanted the best for us and given us so many opportunities in this major and in this field that has only i know helped all of us yeah so i really love this major yeah absolutely emily so when i was a little girl i wanted to be a veterinarian and then i quickly realized nope not for me um i love i'm not a control freak but i love leading others and i feel that running my own business is a perfect opportunity for me to fulfill that and it's something in general that makes me fulfilled Um, I am a first-generation student, so, I mean, the first two days of orientation were information overload. My parents are my absolute superheroes, but when it came to that situation, it was kind of like, you're on your own, sis. Nobody nobody really knows what's going on. We're all stressed out. So I, for some reason, declared business admin, and then I read the description, and no hate to the business admins out there, but that ain't it. That was not Mm. it for me. Um, So then I I quickly discovered the entrepreneurial management program, and it just kind of checked off all the boxes for me, which would be like creativity, um, the power to lead for yourself and for others, having that impact, having, it's truly like a special experience. I have plenty of um, friends that are in other business majors, and even they kind of say like, I don't have an advisor that puts me on that many opportunities or I don't have a program that throws things at me left and right where it's like you feel bad saying no because you know that one situation could totally alter your whole life which is bizarre at 21 years old and even as Sophia was saying when we were 18 like we knew that was coming we just didn't know how impactful it was going to be and just to piggyback off her like the advisors have really been great in this program which I do agree that we're very blessed because I know some of my friends don't have um, as strong of people in their corner but overall like it is a extremely tough major Mm -hmm. but it offers so much that it's opportunity cost like it definitely the good outweighs the bad and when it's tough like we are a tight-knit group of eight people who all want each other to succeed so you have good people to fall back on and it's honestly like a little bit of bragging rights it's a pass or fail major it's ranked nationally in um i don't know where i was going with that it's ranked nationally in the united states for entrepreneurship degree yeah and so when i network with people and those are some of my key points i hit you can kind of see like whoa that's that's a big deal that's not just marketing or that's not advertising or sales it's a it's a conglomerate of everything yeah absolutely and just adding on for that personally for me um yeah it is very stressful but at the same time like emily was talking about opportunity costs it's like you have so many opportunities. We just got back uh, about a week and a half or two weeks ago from Tampa, and we got an amazing opportunity at the CEO um, College of Entrepreneurs Organization Global Conference, which was super cool, and it was networking like crazy. But just in general, within the major, you network and you understand business. And I've talked to some employers, and they were like, 
we are more interested in entrepreneurship because you know the ins and outs of businesses. You know how financials work. You know how to market. You know how to do this, that. Like you know everything behind business, and it's an amazing major. And we have, like Emily and Sophia said, that we just have amazing teachers and amazing opportunity at Ball State University. If you're younger, maybe in high school, and you're still looking at majors, or if you're looking at switching a major, entrepreneurship might be for you. But or just know, as a minor. yeah, absolutely, we do have a minor. That's right. And the tough thing is, is, yes, it's going to be hard, but it's like so worth it. You get a head start in life. I truly believe that. And you have so many opportunities coming your way. And just within the alumni of entrepreneurship at Ball State University, there's a lot of people that have become CEOs and that can help you through your venture while at Ball State University when you're working on it. And also like jobs after college if you don't want to go that route. So talking about the next thing, what do you, both of you, think about the truths behind startups maybe like the you can do truths and falses of startups or like yeah. maybe what you didn't expect in entrepreneurship so i think there's a transitional point for every entrepreneur or every person thinking about like you don't have to start your own business from the ground up you could take over something you could you know get high up in um, a business or a corporation itself there's some degree of entrepreneurship in everyone i think it just relies on your own grit and drive to grow it into something bigger um one of the truths that you have to get comfortable with is that failure is totally okay oh yeah um like sophia was saying earlier sometimes it can feel like it's devil's advocate and steering you away from your passions and what you truly want to um, achieve but if you fail there's always something that's going to come from it my favorite thing to say is let it hurt and then let it go. When you bite the dust hard, it sucks. I'm not going to downplay that at all, but you have to make that decision at some point to let it go and to learn from it. Whether it was like terribly difficult or not so bad, there's something to come from it. So I think that's one of the harsh realities of it. But once you overcome that um, toxic ideology of failure, you substantially like progress whether that's in your major or in your business in general I have a terrible problem of comparing myself to others um, it's easy to do when you have seven really hard-working successful classmates that are all also pursuing their business and all at different points in their journey but at the same time we're all working towards the same goal so that it does no good to compare my grass to someone else's grass when I'm the only one that can water my own so I think that's one of the hard truths to get over, but it's not impossible. And it's just something that you literally, it'll click in your head one day and then you're like, all right, let it go. I like that saying. I've never heard of that, mm -hmm. the grass. I gotta water my own grass. I yeah. like that saying, quoted. Yeah. Thank you. How about you, Sophia? Um, I think something that like you said, like there, I feel like there was definitely a shift in my mind, um, especially last year for us that, in order to succeed, you need to be all in. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in, you know, half going halfway into like a business. Like yeah. you neither you either need to be 100% about your business or this isn't the field for you cuz I feel like I mean, we're pass or fail at the end of the day. You know, and I don't want to go into my startup not knowing how much I need to invest in my business. Mm -hmm. So like I have done a lot of research into how much time am I going to have to take and honestly a reality check of we're not going to be like our peers when we graduate. You know, I know some of us are not starting their businesses right away, but for me like I've come to the, you know, reality that I 
can't go out with my friends on the weekends. I can't, you know, there's going to, especially with opening a restaurant and being open, I'm only going to be open six days a week. I'm letting my employees and myself have Mondays off to um, better that, you know, work relationship. Yeah. Um, oh, I lost my train. Oh, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Well, you were talking about sacrifice. I don't know if that's Oh, yeah. There's going to be, I can't spend holidays with my families. I will be open um, most holidays on my birthday. Things that we took for granted now in our college life of just, you know, sitting and watching TV, doing absolutely nothing. We're not going to be able to do that because there isn't going to be time. And I think that's something that I've talked with a lot of um, entrepreneurs who have been in the business industry for a lot a long time that have said that that they had a reality check when they started their business that they you know weren't able to do things that they wanted to that they had to sacrifice and I think that's like one of the truths that is not talked about a lot Mm -hmm. especially in our business classes it's more about about our business not like what we're going to have to sacrifice and like what it takes in order to do all this going off of that I I'm completely with Sophia. There are a lot of hardships that aren't discussed. I mean, we'll have guest speakers come in and be like, oh, I lost it all. I lost my wife. I lost my kids. Like, all for this business. And that is one of the, like, aspects of hustle culture that I just can't align with myself. Like, I'm... I don't remember when he said that. I was like, that will not be me. I'm all about going all in and committing, but there's a fine line between, like pleasure and work life and my family is something that I know will always be near and dear to my heart and as that comes about in my journey I'll figure out how to navigate it and reach out to people who have done it before um I know I talked to one of the last guest speakers in Tampa because he long story short he wanted this girl in elementary school and she totally dissed him and then they ended up getting married and they run a a tea shop in Canada and so it's just a really unique story and she was one of his main supporters and they made it work and that was kind of one of those inspiring stories where it's like okay it is possible and that is one of the hardships that you have to grasp that you do have to compromise on a lot of things um i know me personally if i don't prioritize time for seeing my friends or my family or even just going out for dinner with my friends or getting a drink with some friends that i my mental state deteriorates Mm -hmm. to a point because I'm eating, sleeping, breathing my business, and that's not healthy for me. So there are many times where I have to take a step back and I do give myself some grace. Like, yes, this is what I want to pursue, but also if I want to be able to maintain this schedule and this um, kind of high intensity, yeah, I have to take a step back and I have to give myself to other areas, but that's totally fine. I've had another analogy. I'm a big visual person. You, life is essentially like juggling. Sometimes those objects are a softball, a bowling ball, a ping pong ball. Some things have and hold more weight in your life that you have to learn how to juggle at the same time. And sometimes that bowling ball leaves and it gets a little bit easier and then something else comes in. So just about prioritizing and um, determining for yourself which is best. Because I, again, compare myself, if I'm not doing as much as someone else, like, oh, I'm not as good as a future business owner, I I suck, like, I gotta figure this out, but I gotta take a step back and look at my own grass, because it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If my grass is green, then we're we're chilling. Yeah, absolutely, and I I loved everything that was talked about within that, and 
the true sacrifice behind everything that we do within entrepreneurship is honestly uh, like we have a couple things due and it was kind of th- like the pitch deck we have and then what else do we have we have financials <laughs> financials and yeah. pitch deck in like yeah. two days it's, it's yeah it's honestly a lot but um we are i would honestly say we this major feels like at least to me i'm getting a phd because like yeah. it's double, <laughs> everybody says that yeah. it's not you yeah. you are it, totally valid it's uh it's like double the work of just about any average and and it's not to be cocky or anything it's just the point that it it takes a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice yeah Yeah. exactly you can get burnt out really quick and if you're someone that isn't prone to you know maybe it be turn in a homework assignment or do that it's like you miss a hundred point assignment you're gonna go to a very bad start in entrepreneurship so it's like uh about taking it very seriously um (laughs) hank (laughs) (laughs) um but I think the the biggest truths and falses just comes into like what MLI and Sophia said. It's just like being productive with your time, and there's going to take a lot of sacrifice. You can't go out with your friends on the weekends. Um, you know, you're not going to be able to see family every time. But I think it's meeting that balance because mm-hmm. there's a lot of sacrifice that goes involved. But you, if you go so far into it. You you're get lost. Yeah, you're going to get lost and burnt out, and you're not going to know where you are at in yeah. life. And I feel like it's very important to know the balance of life and living life and also working life. And the quote I love the most is, never work a day in your life yeah. by Robert uh, Lee, I believe. He wrote Poor Dad, Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. And just that's just enjoying what you do. And I think that's what's so important about being an entrepreneurship. We're able to spend this time because we're passionate about yeah. what we do. And I think that's a big thing within a truth of a startup is the passion. If you aren't passionate about it and you're negative on your cash flow or you're, you know, something negative happens within the business, how are you going to be able to get yourself out of that negativity if you aren't passionate about what you do? It's going to be a lot easier to give up what you're doing if you're not passionate about it. And if you do, like, if something negative does come up, about it doesn't mean throw the towel in like this sucks I'm trash like next it means no figure it out maybe you have to pivot maybe you just made a simple mistake I know when I submitted my first iteration of financials in a couple categories I put 11 instead of one and that significantly threw everything off but it was a small mistake that was easily fixable sometimes the mistakes are bigger but that doesn't mean they're not achievable Um, another thing like what Hunter was saying about not coming off cocky it's not cocky there's an element of confidence you have to have because if someone if Sophia listened to someone a year ago that said well I just don't like your brunch cafe I just don't think it's gonna work really do you think she'd be here if she took that <laughs> advice no she took it with a grain of salt was respectful and appreciated their opinion but at the same time she knows what she wants she's putting in the work nobody knows what she is doing better than herself and you have to own that when someone questions you back it up don't be like it's not cocky it's no actually i've talked to so-and-so where i've done research and here's some of the sources i've you know been looking into um i would love any feedback or advice it's it's a it's like this graceful concoction of being able to speak to someone but also be able to take criticism with a grain of salt it's gonna hurt at times but again let it hurt let it go yeah and i think that's within the my podcast name is just being really relentless about what you do because uh there's so many failures the the thing that i feel like a lot of the within our generation sees is all the successes are on the news is what we don't yeah exactly the hustle culture you don't see the thousands of failures the people going into bankruptcy the failures that takes to get that final success there's a statistic and i believe it takes on average 
five or six company startups for someone to get a successful business that makes over a million, which I think is very interesting. And it just shows people aren't willing to give up. And it's like trying and trying. Abraham Lincoln, there's many, there's many people, there's Jeff Bezos, there's so many people within this aspect and they, they didn't give up when people were telling them, this is a terrible idea. You shouldn't do this. There's so many people. Oh, Elon <laughs> Elon Musk, for Being another dead. example. Yeah. <laughs> and then coming out as one of the richest men. Yeah, exactly. And like Elon Musk, he failed multiple times. I've read um, an entire thing over him, a 400-page book, and there were so many failures, and he got like bullied in, oh, yeah. uh, in high school. There's so many things we don't know about these people that are super successful, and it's a big fact that comes into play is the failure rate is insane, and it's like the acceptance of it. And I think that like goes into like some of the falses about startups is people automatically, I feel like so many articles say like expect to fail. But I honestly like... I don't believe in that because if if I listened to the th- hundreds of people that said that they did not like my idea, mm-hmm. I would not be here. Like, so many people tell me that they don't like it. And that's fine because not everyone is your target market. Yep. At the end of the day, you have a specific market. And um, I just think it's interesting how like there's so many people that go into it, you know, scared thinking it's going to fail, but if you think it's going to fail, then it's going to fail. You have to be passionate about it. Um, and just because you do fail doesn't make you a failure. Yep. I think a lot of times people correlate the two like, "Oh, I I did I didn't, you know, master that or I didn't come out on top." So, you know what? I'm a failure. Nope. It's it's one of those double-edged swords of entrepreneurship that you just have to kind of hit it full on, like Hunter said, being relentless. Take the criticism, but at the end of the day, you have to be sound in who you are and who your like what your truth is, and that will resonate and come out in your business. You can see, I know that when I walk in Sophia's ca- cafe soon, I'm going to feel her passion in it. It's not just mm-hmm. going to be some franchise breakfast company that I go and get the number three with a large Coke and I walk out. I know when I <laughs> walk in yeah. there, it's going to feel way different. And yeah. I'm so excited for that, but that's because she knows her truth yeah. and both personally and business-wise. So. And there's another thing I want to say about yeah. like the falses is it's not just about the founder or CEO. One of the biggest things I've learned over the I think this past summer and now is your customers are your number one, of course, your number one yeah. priority. They're what's going to keep you afloat for the rest of your life and however long you have your business. But I want my employees to be just as happy as my customers. Because mm-hmm. yeah. at the end of the day, I'm one person running a restaurant, yeah. but it's the people in my circle my employees, my staff, the hostesses, the servers, the dishwashers, the cooks, you know, the people that are making the pastries, they are what make, or I hope, they are what make Cafe Chalet, Cafe Chalet. Mm -hmm. I want people, I want my employees to be happy and I want my customers to be happy, but that's why I'm giving my employees a day off on Mondays to regroup, to want to be excited to come to work the next day because if your employees are happy, that's going to show in your business. Yeah. People aren't going to want to come to a restaurant where they don't feel welcomed. 
and that's not what I want. I want it to be a community. I want my employees, my staff to know my customers, and I want my customers to request certain, mm -hmm. you know, servers because they enjoy they enjoy i mean that's where i see where i work now mm -hmm. yeah. you know they're always like i want to sit in jenny's section or gwen's section so it's like i i you want that yeah with the customer yeah having having back. that relationship because at the end of the day like my employees are are what matter to me the most because i feel like if you have great employees it's just gonna make everything everything yeah, full, it, yeah and i believe that's like full circle it's yeah. like um not only in the aspect of the business but them it's like them understanding business and them getting an insight of the business and them becoming better and better equipped at the end of the day to when that time comes we're not all going to work the same job the rest of our lives that they're prepared and you give your passion your feel your yes. everything and you give them these tools this arsenal of yeah. tools to go into college if they're in high school doing whatever or whatever it may be and i feel like that's also going to be like you talked about that full circle type of thing yeah. going in um is there anything else you guys want to say about that before we uh go mm -hmm. on to another thing or just real quick i know when my dad was 23 he opened an automotive shop and did really really well but his downfall was that he didn't let people help him. He felt, mm. oh, I have to do everything by myself. And he had some aunts and uncles and um, parents that knew a lot of business aspects and wanted to help him, but he just simply could not. Um, he said he was so overwhelmed and was ready to start a family. And when my mom had my brother, it was kind of like, oh, well, I need to focus on my family, but it was also the perfect out because it was just so absolutely exhausting and draining. So I think if you have people in your circle that want to help you, especially in the beginning and even as like a, a mentor throughout the whole process, take it. Don't feel the need to gatekeep your idea or gatekeep all these things you have. N again, Sophia tells me her cafe business, and I'm not like, ooh, I'm going to pull the rug out from under her, and I'm going to go do that in Fishers <laughs> because I don't love... And not in a rude way. No. I don't care as no. much about it as Sophia does. And that everybody with their idea can advocate for. Oh, yeah. Hunter's idea, amazing, awesome. I'd not I'd I mean, go to it, but, but I yeah, started it. All you <laughs> not, not for me. So and nobody cares about Ursula and Nana as much as I do. Like everybody knows what my hometown is because I don't shut up about it. And everybody's like, Emily, you need to move, girl. You need to go here, you need to go there. And I'm like, nope hometown love yeah. it yeah got big things to do yeah. so don't be afraid to let those people in your circle or those people you encounter help you help you i remember i was at like this carnival thing this summer it was bizarre it was random but i was there and it was great and this man like just kind of bumped into each other and sparked up a conversation and he had businesses around my hometown but he's been away for many years and he's like looking to come back and it was just like one of those small things where an accidental conversation turned into, oh boy, like I could use you, I could lean on you for help, or maybe as a potential investor in 10 years, I don't know. But that relationship is there, and I am more than happy to have someone help me because truly we are navigating it by ourselves mm -hmm. too. We don't know what we're doing. Like we're talking like we've been CEOs for 50 years <laughs> when really we're <laughs> we've been trained. We. we <laughs> Speaking hypotheticals, but it's because oh, we're manifesting yeah. it, okay? Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, don't be afraid to lean on others for help. And although it is your baby, like your business is your baby, nobody's going to steal it from you. No. Take some of that weight off yourself and delegate yeah. it to others if they are willing and want to help. 
Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm going to add on to that real quick. And I, I like, I feel like, because there's been a lot of people, when we did the p big pitch idea and I sat in, this, this lady was like, uh, we were supposed to describe our businesses, what it is, and the name of it, and introduce ourselves. And this one lady, I think, and I felt so bad because she thought someone was going to take her business. And she was like, I can't discuss my uh, idea because I feel like someone's going to take it. And it's like, that's one of the biggest falses in yes. business that I've seen. It's like everyone thinks that they're, but in reality, like, it's people don't care as much no. as you think like about your business <laughs> at all and it kind of like it's it's a good thing at the some at the same time it's like man you, you don't care about my business <laughs> as much as me but but on a on a real note i think it's very important to share because then you get those ideas people even if they're not helping you or mentoring you you get those ideas you get the feedback even if it's negative there's something okay i can take that constructive and then i can change and edit something or pivot like emily and sophia has been mm -hmm. saying and there's so many things you can take away with feedback 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 is one of the most important things because if you go into business blindly and you start it just off your knowledge I hate to say it, you're most likely going to fail, especially if it's yeah. your first business, because you don't, if you haven't researched, let alone talk to you someone about it. Is that why yeah. the lemonade stand went under? <laughs> <laughs> but, but exactly, and I, I feel like that's a big, now I will say there's more complex things that maybe, there's, there's these out landish things ideas that maybe someone might take like a bigger company but it, for the most part for most smaller businesses it's not gonna happen for the most part well, like if you're that worried like this is what my mom told me we got my domain name i filed as an llc like if you're that worried just do that yeah no one's gonna take it after that mm -hmm. you know and it's simple patents, patents yeah well. and patents so yeah and domain names they're like there's so many different ways you could go about it and alter it to make it your own like yeah. if for some reason something's taken like again being comfortable with pivoting um sophia started off sorry sophia's my guinea pig because i idolize her <laughs> um, she started off as plant-based belly and that was what we knew her and her business as and now it's um cafe chalet and it just has a ring to it yeah, and that was a full circle moment yeah, yeah. for sure and um i think one of the biggest things if i could go back and like talk to you know, senior year me or freshman mm. year me, sometimes you just don't know how to get started and don't feel bad about that because yeah. people will be like, oh, just do it. Like, just go. Go where, do what, talk to who. Like, it's so vague, but truly create a LinkedIn. Like, it sounds silly. I made one in senior year just to get credit Same. for a business class Same. and I never use it. Couldn't remember my login. So if you find that account on LinkedIn, don't use that one. But, um, that's an easy way to network with people that maybe aren't close to you or maybe there's someone in your industry that you you want to connect with but you just don't know how linkedin's a great way to do that 100 um i think throughout my four years especially these last two linkedin is like in my social media circle screw instagram screw facebook yeah. <laughs> i'm on linkedin i just got a new connection let me reach out um no i love especially facebook being, and instagram still but <laughs> especially being entrepreneurship because there's so many alumni that mm -hmm. are ceos and major names that are going to end up helping you and even yeah. if you aren't within entrepreneurship there's plenty of teachers teachers are like the dictionary of oh, connections yeah. oh, they yeah. have they if you it's think insane. about it yeah you those teachers have had thousands upon thousands of students depending on how long they've been teaching that have come through and some are very successful in what they do or whatever it may be it's very important to realize that they it's very 
key to network with your teachers as well and use LinkedIn because there's only you can only say I'm in college for four years depending on your plans are <laughs> happening in college maybe fifth years maybe you become a doctor who knows yeah. but but uh, we were we've been told that like you only have people are willing to help you while you're out in college because you're learning you're trying to do better but when you get into your career that's when it's like you're on your own type of yeah. ordeal people aren't as likely to help you out no. and yeah absolutely <laughs> so it's it's very key in college to take advantage of so many opportunities and it, opportunities aren't going to exactly fall in your lap you have to go after them so that's finding the opportunities uh, i just came back from uh chicago with a construction management competition and I, I searched that and I, I networked with the teacher that ended up bringing me which is so important to network with teachers which is one of the most important things I think you can do in college and then going back to what Emily said I think action is one of the most important things in entrepreneurship because there's no one knew what they were doing when they first started their business and especially if you're in a, a niche of your business it, there's not going to be an, a whole lot of resources or an entire business plan online about your company that you're making because it's unique in its own way so action we're always told action 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 go after it and do it and you'll learn from the failures we've always been told to fail fast you just want to fail it's yeah. inevitable to stop a failure but yeah. you got to move as quick as you can but as efficient as well um but yeah, that's my little spiel if you guys want to. <laughs> no, it was great. Love that. I, um, I think what you said goes into one of what you, what one of the questions you have as being one of the key takeaways is you are only in college for four years. Yeah. After you graduate and start your business, there isn't going to be a lot of people that want to help you. Or there just opportunities. Opportunities. That arise. And you need to make those relationships right now yeah. because... Um, unless it's you know investors or the bank they they're gonna be like why didn't you come to me when you were in college why didn't you come to me when I was at the Alumni Center so you have to make the connections now build those relationships because those are the people that want to help you yeah absolutely uh, Emily anything for key takeaways for being an ENT major yeah um... We can circle back around because I know there's so much. Yeah, I know there's so much. Yeah, let's circle back around. Mm -hmm. Circle back around. Uh, I think one of the most important things, especially being within entrepreneurship as your major, is we talked about the work-life balance, but I think stress comes to mind. Lord knows how much hairs I've lost uh, within this year of senior year and last year. It got a little bit, but this year we can all agree that it's. Yeah. I mean, the notch is turned up. There's a burner under your butt, and you got to run. Tuesday uh, made me yeah. a gag. Yeah. <laughs> I really did. I turned to our friend Drew, and I literally made a gagging like uh, stress sound. Like, sound. I was like. Like, everything that our professor was telling us, it was just, like, five things at once, and we were going all over the place with what we needed to do, and I was like, slow down. Can we take this one by one? Like, what, what exactly are we doing? Because... And we'll ask three times, but there's still so much. That <laughs> you you asked us three times, you might as well just write it down and reference yeah. it, because there's no, there's no need, because you're going to forget in two seconds. Oh, yeah, but stress yeah um yeah i because like this week is an example because i feel yeah. like i already had a lot of assignments in other classes i had a yeah. uh interviews i have just a lot going on in my mind and then all of a sudden it's like oh yeah 
Um, pitch deck, I mean, it's been on the syllabus. We've had the resources, I, so I yeah, can't make yeah, excuses. Can't make excuses but, sure. um, you know, pitch deck, but we've been doing so much financials, a bunch of other stuff, and then it's like, oh, shoot, pitch deck is due. When? Friday? <laughs> Two, like, a couple days? It's like, not financials? You're not, you're not just a student. Like, yeah. I have an internship. I play club volleyball. I... I'm trying to start a business. I'm trying to network with people that want to have sit-down meetings mm-hmm. in many different cities. <laughs> and it's hard for me to say no because I know they're going to add value to whatever I'm trying to do. So, like Hunter's saying, yeah, it's been on the syllabus for nine weeks. But on the same token, that's not my priority at all times. And that's something I – one of my takeaways I had to kind of let go, which has still been hard and I'm still actively working on – is I can't get 100% on everything. Grades have always 100%. been important to me. Yep. But I have talked to so many people that have said, you know, yes, it's great that you prioritize that, but in retrospect, when you leave college, that's not going to make or break you. Mm-hmm. Who you are as a person, how you carry yourself, your work ethic, how you work, get along with your coworkers, that's not what matters. It doesn't 100%. matter that you got to be on your marketing class second semester, sophomore year. And, <laughs> yeah, that's a little personal. So, <laughs> um, But learning that do your best, but and get it done because the concept of trying to be perfect made me procrastinate a lot and made me keep revising things. So I was always stressed because I didn't have it. I mean, I would get it in on time, but very last minute, instead of just getting it done and out of the way so I can focus on other things, had to be perfect. So I would just leave it stagnant or um, I would work myself up over things that really didn't matter. Like, yes, your grades matter. I don't want you to think I'm saying they don't, but you have to prioritize that sometimes Things have to sac- like be sacrificed a little mm-hmm. bit. Opportunity cost. Yep, exactly. Opportunity cost because other things are more important. Yeah. So um, I would just keep that in mind Like when you're trying to mitigate the stress and figure out a thing that works for you. Again, I have to take a step back a lot of times. And sometimes it's an hour-long bath, and I'm like, whoa, you are a raisin. Let's get out. Let's go do something. But I feel way better. So. Yes. No. You just, you just have to prioritize and be okay with not being 100% in every aspect because you can only give 100% at one mm-hmm. point. You can't give 100% to four different things at once. Yeah, That's you just can't not focus on all that stuff. And I, I, I liked how you said that because it's like one of the biggest – and I see with all everyone within the major of ENT is that – Everyone takes on so much, <laughs> whether it's going back home to work no, on the weekends yeah. or um, Anaya all... doing cupcakes all the time, like, or Holden being an RA and doing a bunch of other stuff. Maya, Maya is taking 40 hours, at yeah. least 40 hours yeah, every taking week. Pictures, pictures and she's working on her editing, company's finances gosh. and all this stuff. And Drew, like, Drew works and he, like, he has social business. media platforms too that he has to, like, maintain. Manage. And it's a business in its own, so yeah. yeah. We're, all of us have a plateful. We aren't doing I, nothing. Yeah, I would sure. say we're all moving a thousand miles an hour, whether it be a podcast or working a job. Or, but I, I think one important takeaway that I've over my years of doing this podcast is when to say no yep. to things Boundaries. because there's there comes a point where you have so many opportunities and sometimes it's really hard to say no, but you have to rationalize that balance of life work life balance because. I, I struggled within the last month when I had um, Chicago, Tampa, mm-hmm. then I had the big pitch. Like, everything yeah. was so stressful to we me. We were all really stressed y- in that last month. Yeah, and I, I feel like could have said no to some of those things, but that was mm-hmm. an amazing opportunity. But there was other things I could have said no to, whether I'd been working on my prototype but um, or doing stuff like that. I think there's good times to know when to say no to things. 
Uh, and that's one of my big takeaways. There's going to be so many opportunities, but on the retrospect, on the other side, you need to take opportunities because you have to differentiate yourself. If you're looking to get an employer or become an employee after college, you have to differentiate yourself. What's different from you and Bob and Josie? What's the difference? Like mm -hmm. you have to differentiate yourself and become unique and take on opportunities to stand out to employers or, you know, maybe start a business, whatever it may be. So. Um, that was my little spiel, but what about you, Sophia, for uh, dealing with stress? Yeah, this is something I have always done. I feel like my whole life, um, this just works for me. It doesn't work for everyone. Um, I give myself two hours each day to do whatever I want. Whatever I want, whether that be walking my dog Hank, making something, um, perfecting a menu item for my business, um, watching Netflix, drawing, reading my Bible, doing it, whatever it is, I give myself to at working out, um, whatever that is, because I honestly, I need a reset and one hour just doesn't do it for me because I feel like by the time I actually start that hour, I've already wasted like 10 minutes, like mm -hmm. stressing about something like, so now you got 50 minutes. Yeah. What are you going to do? 50 minutes? <laughs> the hour means nothing. I give myself two hours a day. And honestly, I think that's why, like, I've, I'm not going to like, not trying to brag, but like I've really thrived with my business because I give myself that time and then mm -hmm. I can fully be present for everything I need to do with my business, with my schoolwork. I'm on the leadership team for um, Delight on campus. I work every other weekend, so I have to drive 40 minutes to go home. There's a lot, and it can get really stressful, but I also plan, planner. Planner is my best mm -hmm. friend. I plan every Sunday night, my week out. Um, I text with people if we have to like make plans, putting it in my schedule. And then I kind of just like, I know like, I just pray about it. Honestly, I pray that my week is not going to be as stressful as I think it is because in the end, or sometimes I work myself up and then when Friday rolls around, I'm like, why did I, why did I stress about that? <laughs> like it, yeah. it wasn't that bad. So that's really what I do. And I feel like you know, I can give myself a little stress moment, little like five minute panic attack, but that I give myself two hours each day and that's just something, you know, that works for me. Yeah, absolutely, and I love that. And I think that's very important. Like um, I was reading the 5 a.m. club mm -hmm. and that talked a lot about how billionaires, one of their biggest strategies is their routine and taking time mm -hmm. off and not being fully indulged in their business 24 seven or their investments or whatever they're doing. They take the morning off and usually it's exercising, getting that yeah. brain flow going or whatever, whatever. It, it, it doesn't have to be weights. It could be yeah. walking. It could oh, be yeah. doing many different things, walking your dog or what, do, doing different things with activities that are going to help you out getting your brain flowing and getting those times for yourself in order to just relieve yourself from stress, I think is very important. It's something that I've learned. Meditating is a big thing for me. Um, read the Bible every night. I know Sophia, we talked about that a bit. And reading the Bible just helps me go to sleep because it gives me comfort at night knowing that anything and everything I do. That's, yeah. that's truly <laughs> yeah. true. I know it's, I know sometimes college students shouldn't get a dog it just kind of like worked out in my favor but Hank has honestly been the biggest blessing because no matter what my day looks like if I'm crying I'm angry I'm sad or happy 
getting him out of the cage and him just like instantly rolling over with his like he's a wiener dog okay so picture a wiener dog rolling over and just like his short little stubby so hands and feet just like <laughs> waiting and like this like, tail going like this 100 miles an hour and you just know like life is good because he loves you no matter what yeah. and it's honestly just a, a huge reset for me i'm like okay no stress is worth helps you emotionally yes think. absolutely well, I want to be conscious of both your time. Sophie, I know you have to go in a yeah. little bit. So uh, closing out, is there anything you want to tell the audience, whether it be advice, some feedback, whatever it may be, is there anything you want to say before we head out? Yeah, I think um, earlier you mentioned getting comfortable with telling people no. Mm. One of my goals has been better at, is has been to be better at setting boundaries, which isn't an easy thing to do by any means. Um, I think if you can get comfortable with that, like Sophia, I use a planner as well, but I'm, I struggle with being disciplined in my routine. So I've started doing hour by hour. I'll sit down that morning of my day while I'm drinking my coffee and literally morning, afternoon, evening, write out what is expected of me or where I need to be. And that helps me stay more disciplined. But on that same token, sometimes I'll have an hour of free time where I'll just put, you know, filler. I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe something will pop up. And a lot of times I feel bad because if someone reaches out and, hey, what are you doing? Sometimes I'm just beat and I do have that hour and I could very well put them in that time slot. But I know that I just need to lay down on my bed for 30 minutes or call my mom or go downstairs and, you know, make someone just something that I haven't allotted time for. So being able to say no, because just because you have downtime doesn't mean you're available. Absolutely. And um, another thing, one of my coworkers, uh, Nick, if you happen to listen to this, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he asked me if I'm busy or if I'm productive Ooh. when I have that downtime. Ooh. And it shook me to my core. Wow. Because on a team's <laughs> meeting, how do you, like, not lose your, uh-huh, you know, keep it together? Because he can absolutely see you. But that was a brutal but great question because I, I am busy. Mm-hmm. I am not productive in a lot of that time, and that was a harsh reality. But I'm so thankful he said that because now my mindset has changed. Like, okay, you're just moving around your room, picking up one piece of clothing at a time and you really are accomplishing nothing so why don't you set 20 minutes aside and say okay cleaning it up maybe I don't get to this corner of junk but be productive don't be busy and again whether you're an entrepreneur or trying to figure out a major for school or you're running your business now I think just be confident in your truth both personally and for your business um be accepting of criticism, but also take it with a grain of salt because you know what you're doing best. Mm-hmm. And, or maybe not, you're the most passionate about what you're yeah. doing and don't be afraid to rely on others to help aid you in, in success. And um, as much as hustle culture is preached for our generation, which some people can work 100 50 hours and 24 hours a day. Yeah. Very small percentage yes. as the guy from Amazon was yeah. saying. Yeah. So don't beat yourself up if that's not you because that has been something I've had to unwire in my brain. I am not someone that can go a million miles a minute every day, every week, every month. That's just not it. I have to do things to reset, like Sophia was saying, giving herself those two hours, taking that bath or reading your Bible or Sometimes it's literally just going to a coffee shop and drinking coffee because that gives me so many endorphins that I'm like, wow, I'm on cloud nine. (laughs) And it's the little things in life. I'm like, you're at a coffee shop by yourself, but okay, sis. No, I'm just kidding. But finding those things that 
allow you to continue to be passionate in what you're pursuing and not getting burnt out. And if you're getting burnt out, reach out. Don't don't hole up in your room. Don't curl into a ball and get quiet. When you're struggling, that is the loudest you need to be. Yeah. That is the time you need to be the loudest. You text your best friend. You call your mom. You call your professor. Thankfully, I have that relationship. And you say, hey, I'm, I'm just in a funk. Mm-hmm. And then someone knows. And then you're not alone. And the fact of not being alone can take you really far. Yeah. Especially as an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs struggle with mental health. They're, oh, yeah. They have the highest suicide rate. rate. Yeah. And those things are god-awful. So if you can do something to advocate for someone else or be there for someone else in this industry, do it. And if you're struggling, reach out. Um, I know this is a podcast, but I would love to talk to anybody if they need anything or just some want to network or get coffee or have a Teams Same. or Zoom. I'll leave both of your Instagrams yeah. in, the bo- in the description so everyone can see and click and then message you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's my two cents. Sorry, that was a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, and I just want to rewind for a second because you brought up something very um, that I definitely want to put a pinpoint in is the feedback because you were talking about how are you productive or busy and it's like we don't realize some of these things we live life and it's like it's crazy like you blink and you're like holy moly college is already almost done like (laughs) the short short term is takes forever it seems like but then retrospect the long term it's like holy moly that passed by super quick yeah and it's like it's just thinking of like we get into this this suit of this normal standard like life or a routine in life and a lot of the things go right over our head the bad habits whatever it may be our our mindset our health set our heart set our whatever it may be it's we have to have those people and i think having this major entrepreneurship has been so so amazing to me because they're not scared to point out bad things and i'm not scared to point out bad things that i, that I think they could fix and i think you need to have a team like that or su- surround yourself with people like-minded whether it be family friends that are going to give you the feedback because you don't sometimes you and it's not your fault you don't know what you're doing until someone points it out and tells you mm-hmm. um, but i definitely wanted to pinpoint how feedback is just super yeah. crucial and a point uh, important uh to mli's point so sophia before we go how uh, Last last words. My friend is like, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I kind of want to direct this towards the ladies that listen to this podcast. No offense to the men, but um, I, I think it like to the ladies, especially that want to be, you know, want to go into business, want to be in the corporate world, want to open their own business. Be confident. Yeah. We are downgraded we get told we are not worthy we get told that if we start a family you might as well just quit your corporate level job don't start a business we are stronger than people think we are and I just want you guys to know to be confident I have had to and I think honestly it's really shout out to Crystal Geyer she is Mm -hmm. set such a like a seed and a spark in I think all the the ladies in the um, senior program to just be confident know who you are be confident in yourself because when you're passionate when you know what you're talking about you can move mountains Uh you you know I think that just like has been like my biggest thing that I've really tried to work on and you know circling back to like 
you know, my business isn't going to cater to everyone, and that's fine. I, I know that going mm-hmm. into that, but I know that my business can, is going to succeed. I don't have a doubt in my mind because of that confidence, and, you know, I think that we're told that we shouldn't be confident, be bold, be brave. You know, I wore um, a shirt at our pitch competition on Tuesday. It said the future is female. And when I was putting it on, getting ready, I was like, oof, like, I don't want the judges to see me as too bold. And I was like, whoa, Sophia, what did you just like think? Like, yes, you need to put on this shirt because the future is female. You know, like we, you know, we create and (laughs) sorry, but it's true, you know, and um, I just fully believe that women um, should have the power and confidence because um, their minds are beautiful. And that's really. And a lot of those people that give that criticism, like, oh, as a woman, you can't do this or this. It's nine times out of ten coming from a man. So, yeah, the, the substance behind that in my opinion, means close to nothing, nothing. because nothing. you don't know what it's like to walk a day in my shoes, and I don't know what it's like to walk a day in your shoes, so I'm not going to tell you how to go about your life or how you should run your family when I just be happy, do what's healthy, and kind of like stay in your own lane in yeah. a way. Yeah. Um, I know we have to wrap it up, but something that came to mind was as a freshman, I struggled with change. Like Every day I took the same path to the class, I did the same things every day, it was very routine, but it wasn't, it didn't create an environment of creativity for mm-hmm. myself. If you are someone that struggles with change, start small. Don't bite off more than you can chew because you'll get um, discouraged. Change up your path on the way to class. Switch up your coffee shop. Change. You yeah. have to be open reach to out, change. Reach yeah. out to a friend you haven't talked to in a while that you do miss, but you got to set your pride aside and say hello. Yeah. Or when you're on the bus... Say hi to a stranger. Who knows where that could lead. Um, Be safe when you go about it and just be open to trying something differently because I tried to make big changes at first and I totally shut down because it wasn't like realistic or attainable. So I had to pivot and start smaller and I found more success with that. So if you find yourself as one of those people, don't be afraid to small, uh, make the small changes and integrate them into your daily life. Yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a philosophy class. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, but I, um, I think it's just so important with women because my my stepmom owns her own business and she took the risk to go out there and start her own bath bomb business and she's been doing really well and it honestly gives me Queen. Uh, it it gives me a spark inside like. Um, not only for a family member, but just on the side of females, because I feel like there's so many stereotypes, not even just uh, gender orientated, but there's so many standard types within our society that we live in today that you can't do this because you're this. Yep. You can't do, yeah. you, like, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. No, it's, it's really what you make of it, and it's the mindset, and it's a philosophy that you live by in which anything you can do, you can make possible. Um, I think is a very important takeaway. Leave that legacy behind. Like, if I have a daughter someday, I want her to be like, you know what? My mom can do anything. And my mom's not, my mother isn't a business owner, but the way she handles herself with such grace and relentlessness, no matter what comes her way, I admire significantly. Mm -hmm. So if I could take 2% of that into my future life as a business owner, a wife, or a mother, 
and leave that legacy behind for my kids, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do yeah. the damn thing. Okay, so we're going to be wrapping up this podcast episode, but I'm going to leave both uh, Sophia's and Emily's Instagrams in the description for LinkedIn. look for that. And LinkedIn. I'll add both their <laughs> LinkedIn's as well. Um, but I think that's I think that's it. That's gonna be yeah. wrapping it up. So yeah. yeah, it was it was honestly so good. We we went. Uh, this is gonna be one of the longest podcasts I've had. But it was just because we know each other. It yeah. was so organic in the conversation. The <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, wrapping it up. Check out the description, like I said, and I will be seeing you guys on the next podcast episode. This has been the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Catch you guys next time.